0: what's going on everybody so I want to let everybody know about my new merch brand okay so I just got one of my new t-shirts that came in yesterday the reason why I created this brand was because I wanted everybody to think about allowing the stock market to pay for everything that you need so if you want to go on vacation this summer or go on vacation later this year don't pay for it trade for it if you need to pay for your daughter's tuition Don't pay for it, trade for it. If you want to get an investment property, a beach house, or whatever your life truly desires, don't pay for it, trade for it. If this is a brand that you want to be a part of, that you want to rock, look. Go to www.tradeforyourself.com, click catalog, and go look at the products that I have. On top of that, I've got free shipping on all orders. So this is the perfect opportunity for you to rock up on a t-shirt like this. Look, remember, don't pay for it. Trade for it. I'm going to catch y'all later on the other side. Okay, everybody, so I know you want to know how do we turn $6,000 into a million dollars? Okay, I know you want to know this information. And so we're going to use this handy dandy calculator here. And I want to tell you guys the inputs that we're going to put into this calculator. So we've got a $6,000 initial investment like we had talked about before the lump sum investing. Okay, I'm not going to put any money in the monthly contribution for right now. And we have an estimated interest rate of a percent now why did i pick eight percent because i'm assuming that we're going to be investing into the s p 500 and we're going to be getting the market returns okay we're going to get the market returns which is going to on average give us eight percent per year i have the length of time in terms of years at zero because i don't want you to see how long it's going to take yet so On the next screen, you know, just take five seconds for you to just guess how many years do you think it'll take to get $6,000 to a million? Okay, everybody, the results are in, in 67 years, you will have $1 million. Now, you may look at me and you say, Devon, I don't have 67 years to make a million dollars. And trust me, I understand it. Unless you're investing for children that have just been born or for unborn children that have yet to be born, nobody that is watching this video or listening to this in podcast form have 67 years to get $1 million. But this is the one thing I need to put in perspective for you, okay? The reason why it takes you 67 years to get $1 million is because you didn't add any more money to the account. You didn't add any more money to the S&P 500 and so you didn't give yourself an opportunity to take advantage of the compound interest, right? Compound interest is simply the interest that your interest makes, okay? Albert Einstein put it like this, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who earns it makes it, he who doesn't pays it, right? So in order to take advantage of the compound interest, you have to do the thing over and over and over again. So again, it took us 67 years to get to a million dollars. What if we change this monthly contribution to just $100? How long will it take us to get to a million dollars? So if we added just $100 per month, Okay, it would take us 51 years to get to a million dollars. That's a 16-year difference. So that cut down 16 years on the time that it would take for us to get to a million dollars. Now remember this again, the monthly contribution, the monthly contribution is very very key. This is something that you would have to do every single month. And that's what's so important about this compound interest, okay? 51 years, okay? So what if we change the contribution again, and I'm, and I'm going to change it one more time. What if we change it to $500? Where would that put us? If we change it to $500 a month, that would put bring us all the way down to 34 years, okay? And it would give us $1 million, right of, right over $1 million at 34 years, right? So the first chunk, the $100 took us down 16 years. The $500 a month brought us down another 17 years. So what am i trying to really get you to understand what i'm trying to get you to understand is that this monthly contribution is very very important you have to continue to put money to work okay one six thousand dollar investment one ten thousand dollar investment you know One twenty-five dollars investment. I would argue that you get the most out of it when you actually put more money to work. Okay, let me give you an example. A lot of people in the stock market love to give the dot-com bubble as an example, right? Okay, what was the dot-com bubble? The dot-com bubble was when a lot of internet companies and a lot of technology companies in 1999-2000 went up, had these crazy returns, and then they fell off a cliff and they crashed, right? One famous company that did that was Microsoft. Microsoft crashed during the dot-com bubble, and it took Microsoft, I want to say anywhere from 10 to 13 years in order to get back to the price that it was at the dot-com bubble. Why do I bring that up? The The reason why I bring that up is because people on social media love to say, if you would have invested $1,000 or whatever into Microsoft, it would have took you 13 years to get that money back. The problem that I have with that statement is that if you were a long-term investor and you are investing into Microsoft and the stock fell 90%, and after the stock fell 90%, You still believed in it so much so to where you still held it and you held it and you held it for 13 years until it broke even. You have got to be crazy to not have added money to your position. Here's the thing, y'all. When you buy a stock, it's going to be very, very rare that you are going to buy that stock. It's going to go up as soon as you buy it and you never go negative. It's going to be extremely rare for you to never go negative on a stock. And so, if a person that bought Microsoft during the dot-com bubble and it crashed 90%, but they still believed in Microsoft, they would be doing themselves a tremendous disservice if they did not continue to add money to the stock. What if they added $100 per month into Microsoft back during the dot-com bubble And in 2013 where would they then be because their average because their average price wouldn't be way up here around the dot-com bubble it would be somewhere closer to that to that bottom price somewhere closer to there they built that position now they can just enjoy they can just enjoy and, and just ride to the sunset right so again what am i trying to say what am i trying to reinforce what am i trying to say here The monthly contribution is very, very important. One more thing I want to understand, right? Another thing you got to understand too, it's taking us so long to get to a million because of our monthly contribution and because of our interest rate, right? I have the interest rate set at 8% for a reason. I have it set at 8% because I'm just telling you all that this is the expected market return and this is just what you can get if you don't want to put any work in. If you just want to put money in and just let it ride, the S&P will give you their returns. Like the S&P will do that for you. That's what index funds are designed for. Index funds are designed to match the market's return. But I'm going to tell you if you commit to the stock market, like if you really truly commit to the stock market, you can get 8% very easily. It's not going to be that difficult. But it's going to require research it's going to require time it's going to require commitment right that's what it's going to require and so this interest rate is very very important so let's say you commit to the stock market let's let's do an example let's say i don't have an initial investment of six thousand dollars because that six thousand dollar investment just might be too daunting for you and I don't want to put 6000 up there and just leave it up there because I want you to understand that you don't got to have $6,000 to invest into the stock market. You can start with zero. It's all about the monthly contribution. What are we willing to put into the stock market and consistently put it there? Not just put $500 there and not touch it anymore. Okay. If I can, if I can only do $100 a month, do a hundred. And continue to work and continue to build and increase your skill set and find money. when you see when you see the money working and you see it start to work, you are going to find money to put in the market. I promise you. so let's do an exercise. Let's do an exercise. Let's say you were able to do five hundred dollars per month. Let's say you were able to put five hundred dollars per month into the stock market, for example. you can start with a hundred, whatever. I want you to say, hey, I'm shooting to get to a point to where I can put 500 into the stock market and let's see what happens, right? And let's see what happens over a 10 year time span and let's say my annual interest rate is 20%. Let's say I can average 20% in the stock market because 20% is very, very good. It's actually great actually because most people will tell you that you can't get 20% in the market and that's just not true. You have to be willing to put the research in and be patient enough in order to be able to get that 20%. But let's see, okay, if I have no money right now, I'm putting $500 a month in over a 10 year time span, 20% interest rate, where would I be in 10 years? Okay, so in 10 years, $500 a month, 20% interest rate. You would have $155,752.09 Now you may say, well Devon, I don't have a million. I'm still about a little over 15% away from a million, right? But that's okay. But this is what I want you to do. I, I wanna add context around the $155,000 that you got here, right? In a 10 year time span, you're going to you're going to experience at least one recession at least at least one recession to where asset prices are going to drop 20% resulting in us going into a bear market, right? If you're actually committing to the stock market and you're actually doing your research, you're going to find some stocks that you can buy that are on sale. If we go into one bear market, if we go into one bear market over a 10 year period and the S and P drops 20%, there's going to be some stocks that you love that you've been trying to buy for a long long time that have probably dropped that probably dropped about 50 60% probably. Maybe even 70% depending on what you're trying to find, right? What if in what and what if this happened in year 5? What what if we had a bear market in year 5? You've contributed $30,000 and let's say you've got about $32,000 in your portfolio because of the bear market. What if you did some por- portfolio reconstruction and you just moved some money around and you put some money into some investments that you believed in that you knew were on a discount, you took advantage of them, you had a you, you had a great return. You'll probably be way you'll probably be way above 155,000 at the end of the day. Right, because of the fact that you were continuously putting money into the stock market. What is my point of all of this, right? The point of all this that I want you to understand is that number one, it's about the monthly contribution, right? The monthly contribution. How much money am I putting into the stock market? Okay, number two, the estimated interest rate. Don't allow anybody to tell you that you can only get 8% because if you tell yourself that you can only get 8%, guess what y'all? You're only going to get 8%. And number 3, 500. You may not be able to start with 500. You only may be able to start with 100. And so, let's change it to 100. Let's let's do this let's do this exercise one more time because I want y'all to see where can we be at 100? Y'all, even at $100 a month, At a 20% interest rate, you would still have $31,000. Over $31,000, which is more than what you started with. Because if you're starting with $100 a month, you know, you're learning, you're getting into the game. But I'm telling you, don't be pigeonholed to this number because yes, it's a theoretical number to kind of show you what's possible. But at the end of the day, it's about how much can you contribute How how much do you think you can get in terms of a return, okay? At the end of the day, guess what? You control how much you can contribute. You control what your interest rate is going to be. Why? Because you control your skill set. You control what you get up and do every single day. You control your career. You control what skill set, like I said, your skill set you're going to get right? In order for you to be able to get monthly income, in order for you to be able to be solvent and put money into the stock market. You control your interest rate because you control the amount of research that you do. You control what industries you follow to see which ones are going to be the the ones that are going to win in the next decade. You control that. You do not have to relegate yourself to the 8% that they tell you about all the time, okay? That is just a baseline to get you into the game to let you know what is possible. Now it's up to you to make a decision to say, hey, am I just going to accept this theoretical compound interest calculator? Or is the compound interest calculator only here to show me what is possible? And now I have to make a decision on whether I'm gonna put the work in how much money i'm contributing and what interest rate am i going to choose for myself in order to see how successful i'm going to be in the stock